Okay, I think we're rolling. Yep, you can see it now. There we go. Okay, well, thank you everybody for uh, tuning in. Today we have a very special guest. I'm talking to Alexandra Joulet from McGill. Yeah, welcome. Thank you for inviting me, Adam. And Alexandra is a PhD candidate. Candidate, uh, coming close to the end of your uh, PhD. Is there? Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to. We don't have to put a, an actual date on it. I know that's a little bit awkward for, um, for us. I, let's say I'm maybe two thirds in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we don't have to be more specific than that. But uh, does time means anyways nowadays, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you are a chemist at McGill, yes? Indeed. What uh, kind of chemistry do you do? You do? So I would say that my field is specifically uh, green chemistry. So it's everything related to do chemistry, sure, but in a more sustainable fashion. So we are not inventing new reactions, uh, but we are thinking of new ways to make those reactions that are super useful for everybody because chemicals are everywhere on everything. Uh, so making those same molecules and products that are very useful, but in a greener fashion. So reinventing a bit the wheel in a sense that we've been doing chemistry the same way for years and we've, we've made all those great molecules, but now we have to step, take a step back and rethink a bit how we are making them to be a bit more eco-friendly and sustainable. Because the way we do chemistry right now, it's not the best. <laughs> it's useful. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Cool, green chemistry. So you do that, but it seems like you also have another full-time job that you do. You <laughs> I think that's a very good way of describing it. <laughs> yeah, wow. so uh, I've been involved in science communication and outreach for as long as my PhD, pretty much. So it's, yeah, I think it's been four years. That's, that must be it, <laughs> since 2016. <laughs> More or less since you started at McGill yeah. or did yeah. a little bit before that or? Um, I think I was very curious about it before that, but I was still like in undergrad. I didn't do any master, so I jumped from my undergrad to my PhD and you know, I was still young and then I, um, I was curious about it, but I was not really involved in it. I was more the one that like brings some facts to like family dinners, but like oh, chemistry stuff again. It's okay, we got it. Everything is a chemical. Yes, we know. <laughs> uh, so it has nothing very concrete, but I was always very keen about it. And like, uh, every time I go back to France to see my family and I stop in Paris to take the plane and we go to the science museum because I really love it. And I think I've been, I've been there, I don't know many times, like as a kid, every single vacation we were going there as well. Like, so I think I'm always being a like super keen, I would science, but doing some communication outreach myself since my PhD started. Um, I think it started because, uh, so well, at first I was offered like an incredible opportunity and I took it, but also because I realized that for me, chemistry is like super cool, like the best thing ever because chemistry is everything, as I just said. And it's fun when you're cooking, you're doing chemistry, like you mix stuff, you, it explodes, it changes color. Like for me, it's like the best thing ever and it's so cute. Uh, and people are like, oh, you're a chemist. I'm like, wait, what, what does that mean? What do you roll your eyes? Like, what, what is that? Uh, and I realized that for them, chemistry were like this mad scientist that wants to destroy the planet. I'm like, wait, 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 no, this is not my PhD. Like, I'm trying to do the opposite, I swear. Like, I'm a nice girl, right? And I'm like, okay, so we need to actually communicate on that. Like, there is a lot to do on changing the image of, of chemists and scientists in general, by the way, because 
Yeah. It's not only chemists. <laughs> Chemistry in particular, though, as a fellow scientist, I still kind of see chemistry as like uh, the closest thing that science has to hey. magic. <laughs> not bad, not bad. Just, I just don't understand. It was always my worst subject, and I, I, I still see it as, as potions almost. So I'm not going to deny that it does not look like that sometimes. That's, you know, I'm putting that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Almost that there are a lot of different, very different phases of chemistry, but I agree that chemistry synthesis, even for me, sometimes is very like, okay, so you mix stuff and then you get a white powder and then it bubbles out and all like it's, yeah. So this is not really what I do in the sense that I don't do like those total synthesis and like those 20 steps stuff and all. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's, it's my PhD is more on making materials uh, to do catalysis, which is like a huge field of chemistry on its own. Like making catalyst is, the only way to do chemistry in a way like i mean to in industry everything goes to catalyst otherwise if you have to wait for a reaction to happen it just does not happen or it happens in such a long uh, time frame that industry doesn't care about that so catalyst like it's the less glamorous thing to explain what catalyst does it it makes a reaction happen faster on all those like so it's not very glamorous to say but i feel like it's but, the biggest part of chemistry research actually Maybe yeah, that I'm sounds. Like, there's numbers on that, and I'm wrong. But that's <laughs> when you ask people what they do. I think everybody does. Like almost everybody does uh, catalysis. Wow. And it's a bit blurry, I think, to explain to people. Like it's not very visual to explain to people. How do you do that? Yeah. Um, but it's essential. As I said, like all the industry, or, like almost everything in the industry, relies on on catalysis to make new stuff. That's that's this chemistry, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, yeah, I guess that would be hard to describe to somebody who's not involved in the the science world, because it's so seemingly far removed from something that they would touch day to day. Exactly. Interesting. Um, And for my family, it it took them a while to understand why I was doing all of that. Uh I'm like, well, the table in plastic in front of you, but who made the plastic? You cannot just mix two powders and wait for it. It doesn't make plastic. There are so many steps and almost all of them. I don't know the, you know, the process uh, yeah. of making like, all these plastics and all, but like, there is definitely catalyst involved somewhere somehow to make all of that. Because cool. um, when you cook, you also kind of put catalyst somewhere somehow, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, because enzymes are catalysts as well. So even your own body is a catalyst. And I think that when I said that, I was like, wait, Say it again? Like, wait, 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 like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, like, what you do, like digesting, what do, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. So as far as science communication goes, uh, once you started um, doing that, it seems like you got yourself involved in quite a few things. And at this point, now you are, what, the director of Pint of Science Canada? Indeed, indeed. So... Um, so when I came back to Montreal for my PhD, uh, I was offered uh, to be um, the coordinator for the Montreal chapter uh, in English. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, that sounds so fun. Let's do it. And I was this <laughs> first week PhD student, like, yeah, that sounds cool. Let's do it. Uh, and I loved it, honestly. I've met so many people from different fields and they were all super like nerds like me, but also keen uh, about sharing science like across campus, but beyond that as well and it was nice to have people that could relate to my enthusiasm about science on yes they all think that chemistry is weird but they're also all like bubbles and explosions um so it's i was 
yeah, like I was very happy to meet other people and be able to uh, organize events in bars where people could gather and they could like explain their science to others. And we had like a lot of positive feedback and it was cool to see um, people from different fields emerging and also like undergrad be like, oh, this is what research looks like. That looks pretty cool. And also people bringing their friends who are not scientists to, to have like a beer, but also chat about science and like, oh, that is what you guys do on campus. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, so so coming from like growing up in Ontario and stuff, um, I only kind of recently have started to see these types of events popping up, these like uh, science for everybody, science in a pub sort of uh, things. But my understanding is that this Pint of Science Festival, not only did it not start in Canada, but it's been going on for a long, long time. Yeah, uh, I always mix up the dates, but I think it was <laughs> 2013 that it started okay. in the UK. But actually, like the first um, like event, let's say, so there were um, two researchers in neuroscience. Uh, I think at in London College, I think, um, and they were they were working on, on few diseases like uh, Parkinson on the like stuff like that that people can really relate to. Like it's very people know what Alzheimer looks like, mm-hmm. um, and then they actually invited uh, people to come to their lab and give them a tour. And like I guess there were a few lectures as well. And, like it was it was more like a, a field trip. Than an event in the bar at that stage, um, and, I thought, and I think that the following year um, they were like, okay, if we have people that were okay to come to our lab, they are definitely going to be willing to go to a bar. <laughs> so instead of bringing people to the lab, the following year they brought scientists to a bar, and this is how it started. So in the UK, the following year, France joined. Uh, and then I don't remember the chronological order. But last year we were, I think, around 20 countries. Uh, so happening at the same time. So it's a three-day festival, but it's almost four days because I realized that it goes from oh. uh, New Zealand to us in, uh, so we had Nanaimo and Victoria last year in BC on Vancouver Island. So like, hey guys, actually, like it's pretty much like a four-day festival at that point. <laughs> That's so cool. And uh, up until this year, I guess this year is going to be a little bit different, but uh, up until this year, the way that it worked in Canada is you had a, a bunch of different satellite um, festivals happening all on the same dates, right? Different cities yeah. and everything? Yeah, so it, it was, uh, so three cities uh, in 2016 in, in Quebec. Uh, and then it exploded all, around, all across the country. And uh, so last year was my first year as, as director and we got up to 25 country, uh, cities sorry, across Canada. So we went from Newfoundland to Vancouver Island uh, and then each uh, city had his own team and they were inviting their local speakers to their local bars and everybody at like 7, 7.30 p.m. local time was starting to have a beer and talk about science and that like all night in few bars in the same city for three days in a row. That, I keep forgetting the numbers, I really suck at that. You know, uh, well. I'm a chemist and I don't do math, this is why, you know, like you can tell. <laughs> we can always uh, look up the numbers. Last year, yeah, but like last year we had, I think, 360 presentations, so speakers, um, like 500 volunteers across the country. That is a lot of scientists having beers in bars on weekdays. Yeah. And it, as far as like topics go, it could be anything, right? It's, it seems like uh, it's kind of whatever the organizers are looking for. Is there ever like a, like a theme that you guys aim for or? Um, so we, we try to cover 
all the themes in a sense. So I know that in Montreal, we had six bars in French and six bars in English. And then all of them are like one theme. And that theme goes for three, um, for three nights. But one theme can, is actually like physics, uh, chemistry, and astronomy. So it's not really like the same theme because like you would not mix those people at the same conference usually. Right. Uh, but it means that like one night was chemistry, one night was astronomy, for example, and stuff like that. And, but then you have a bar like sometimes like hundreds of meters uh, further, which is more like medicine stuff. And then if you take like the subway for like one stop, then you can have a bar which is only ecology, biodiversity, um, like planets in general stuff, you know, <laughs> like it's, I'm tr- I guess it looks very blurry, but it's all because I want to give people the room for creativity or like don't put barriers, like don't just Google ecologist. You can actually find so many more, like especially like for this year, for like the online festival, I've discovered field of research that I, I kind of knew, but just forget about it. And like, I don't know, like it's somebody is doing a, like a whole group is focusing on breast milk. And I mean, I, yes, of course, everybody studied that. Like, I mean, of sure, course, yeah. <laughs> focusing on that. I just did not even think about it. And I would have never think of Googling, oh, like breast milk researcher in Canada. Like, and I don't remember exactly who I found Megan, but I think that somebody tagged her on one of my tweets to suggest, to suggest her as a good speaker. I was like, oh, sure. Like, that sounds terrific. Like, I've, I've never heard of somebody doing research in that field. Um, yeah. Let's try out. So, it's all the fields at the same time, uh, but we try to put them in categories so we can have something organized. But at the same time, I mean, honestly, there's no limit. Yeah. Uh, and especially right. because last, since last year, we are trying to, incure, to also include um, social sciences. So for example, this year in Montreal, we're going to have two talks uh, from people who do research in history. So one of them uh, is a prof in, uh, in Quebec and uh, I think his race, like at least his thesis was very focused on uh, the French Revolution. But he actually worked with Ubisoft uh, to include like, like actual historic facts uh, into uh, the Ubisoft games. So that's something that I would have never think. Like, I, like this guy is very famous in Quebec because he has an amazing YouTube channel. But beside that, it's something that Panasonic would, would not have think of including a few years ago. And the other is a student in Texas, like she's from Montreal, but she's in Texas. Uh, and she studies shipwreck. Like she's a, a marine archaeologist. Oh, wow. Who thought it could exist? Like, I mean, obviously people study some stuff like that because now it sounds obvious, but you would never think of Googling that to invite them to give a talk in a bar. I mean, not in a bar because no, it's online, but you got it. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Um, so yeah, that said, uh, the, the structure this year is, it's got to be different, obviously. So <laughs> usually, <laughs> in previous years, uh, it's all taken place at various bars around town, but uh, this year, not so much. Um, so this is, this is necessarily shrunken the number of speakers, right? We went from 360-ish yeah. last year to how many do we have this year? So this year Roughly. we have 45, sorry, 54 presentations with 55 speakers. Okay. Across, yeah, three days. And this year we also put like events for kids during the day. Like, I mean, I think honestly, like I call them kids friendly, but it's more like death friendly. Because honestly, like I think it's for all ages. It's more like, can you not work <laughs> at in middle of the afternoon and watch that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think, every, like, seeing the topics, I'm very keen about those as well. 
uh, yes, I think the, the vocab used is definitely going to be a bit more targeted for kids. Uh, but the topics are amazing. And I think that everybody could enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, I talked to uh, Ben Davis Purcell. He, uh, he used to be in my research group. Uh, so oh, I, talk, cool. I talked to him yesterday about uh, the stuff he's going to be presenting. And awesome. I mean, he yeah. smashes particles at uh, the Large Hadron Collider and he's going to be doing the pint of milk. So. I mean, I'm so excited. Yeah, like I, when he reached out to me. Yeah, so one of the, I'm thinking, one of this, this random Twitter mystery that happened, like he reached out to me and he's like, yeah. so I'm stuck in France right now, but <laughs> I'm from Ottawa and uh, I work at the CERN right now and I'd love to give a talk. And then we chatted a bit. I'm like, yeah, sure, please. It looks amazing. Yeah, that's like one of the more hardcore things you can do in physics. And I mean, he's going to present it for people between the ages of 10 and 20, he'll have something to talk about that, that <laughs> everybody can grab onto. I'm excited to see that. So these are not like soft, easy talks. Yeah, well, no. Soft, easy. I mean. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, uh, they're yeah, accessible to everybody. Yeah, and I think that they, I mean, actually, I'm sure there is one talk uh, on the quantum tunneling. Okay. Uh, and so I'm a chemist, but I still have some uh, like cold sweat when I have quantum. <laughs> Uh, but actually looks amazing honestly so I'm very excited for that as well like actually like this year like I think I was like yeah, I made like a little gift for myself and I think I invited a lot of my crush on uh, a lot of them I thought they were just gonna ignore my emails uh, on a lot said yes and they were super excited about it and I was like oh oh I guess it's happening and then this small like okay I guess let's do a few events online it's gonna be nice because people are bored at home and we all miss each other became a pretty big program on people are emailing me like wow how did you get those people on board like did you actually have that person like did you actually email that person and I'm like, i tried it out and they said yes and here we are <laughs> yeah worst case they're gonna say no or it ends up in the, the trash or something right yeah <laughs> so i think i i still don't really realize how cool the program is for this year like i know it's very cool but I think it's actually pretty impressive. Like we have an yeah. astronaut. Like the guy went to space twice. And I'm like, yeah. he's never gonna answer my email. Like, come on, this guy has definitely all the things to do. And he gave so many talks before. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, hey, Dave, <laughs> would you like to give a talk in a bar, but which is not in the bar anymore? But you get the idea. Uh, um, in May, <laughs> and he said yes. So yeah. Went, hey, Woody, I'm giving you a talk. I wonder if from uh, Toronto, but. You know, yeah. he went to space. <laughs> He's not in space now, but he was. Yeah. Twice. Twice? Yeah, twice. Yeah, there twice you go. Twice, indeed. You're good. Yeah. I think he's on the same day as Ben. So I... Yes, actually. So Ben and him are giving uh, the first talk in English on Monday 11th in the okay. afternoon. So yeah, and maybe maybe a few of the little, of the, the housekeeping details. It's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, May 11th to 13th. And there's several time blocks, right? There's the pint of milk, which is in the afternoon, and then the pint of science, which is in the evening. Indeed. And also, like, I put different times for the French and English events, so they don't, okay. so they don't overlap. So, speaking on, in, in Quebec, Ontario time, uh, it's 1 p.m. for the French events uh, for kids, and then I think it's 3.30 for the English events for kids, and then we have 7 p.m. for the French events, and 8 p.m. for the English events for adults teenagers okay. as well yeah we yeah. are 
uh, but everything is on, is on our website and I think it's, there is a back, nice big table with all the topics and all the speakers and you can pick and it's going to be hard because they all look amazing but they're going to be available in, uh, later so like if you sign up and then you can, you can access them all afterwards as well. Oh awesome, I was going to ask if they were going to be recorded. So they're going to be recorded in the sense that you can access them after the talks, but you need to register before because you cannot access that. If you've never logged in, you cannot right. uh, show up uh, in a few weeks and be like, oh, that, that, that thing months ago looked pretty cool. Uh, you have to register in advance. Ah, okay. And that's pintofscience.ca, right? Indeed. Awesome. I can't wait to uh, look at the, the full timetable. This is going to be like, instead of going to like a music festival and having yeah. those like, <laughs> stages that you go to this is this is going to be my festival this year <laughs> it's like people told me i was like oh so you have lined up like a like a music festival and we have to pick a scene and i'm like like a stage I'm like, yeah yeah that's that's pretty much it you got it <laughs> uh yeah it's a lot because I, so i mean it, i feel like we all have our own interest but otherwise they are all so different and so intriguing and like it was hard for me and then i still getting i I keep getting emails and I kind of give a talk and I'm like, well, it's, it's, it's in a week. So it's, it's pretty full by now, but also I could not accept everybody that emailed me because I don't remember how many like speakers reach out to me on top of the one that I reached out to, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I, we cannot handle that many people online. <laughs> I'm still like, oh, if the Wi-Fi of anybody fails like that evening, it's over. And I'm already worried about it. So I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to add more speakers. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, that's amazing. It's, and you managed to put this all together pretty, uh, I mean, you didn't have all year to prepare for this. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So one of the things that so we had, so we had the world program was pretty much like done for the May events because we didn't change the date of the in-person events. Um, and then at first we, so we postponed it for September. That was mm-hmm. the plan in, initially. And then I realized that well, I was home, I was bored, everybody was missing each other, and everybody was bored, and like, science is actually pretty important right now, maybe we should actually focus on that. Um, and then a few science communicators kind of suggested that we should do stuff. I was like, okay, let's do it. Let's do a few events. And then those, oh, let's do like four, five, six events begins. Oh, we are 54. Oh. Okay, yeah, uh, I, so I think I was so overwhelmed by the positive, uh, like, atmosphere around that. Like, public was like, yeah, yes, please do it. Speakers were like, yes, I really want to go to the talk. I was like, okay, I just need to send a lot of, of emails and, and do, like, the biggest puzzle and weirdest puzzle I've ever done to match everybody with, some, with another speaker. And because we have two speakers per night with a trivia quiz in between, so... We'll be like, okay, so we need to, I need to match everybody two by two within three days. Kids, French. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, that was a big mess, uh, but I think it turned out okay. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, this looks amazing. I'm, I'm so excited. And I, I think that it was also the opportunity to bring people that are, they don't, they are not part of France usually. Uh, <laughs> so instead of taking all the Montreal or Tongolo speakers online, I was like, okay, let's postpone that so we can actually meet in person and have fun with our local scientists. And that's because that's the idea behind kind of science. But I was like, okay, now that it's online, there's no limit. So this is Oben can join us from France. 
uh, and we have a lot of other Canadians living abroad that can join us, um, they would never come on like fly to Montreal to give a talk. You know, this is no, this is completely unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is what happened for a few speakers that I was so happy to have them like joining in from so four different countries overall. I think so France, the US, Switzerland, uh, and France. Uh, and also like people from more uh, remote places in Canada that we usually don't have access to because I just don't have a team uh, in the Yukon or uh, in um, on France in the world uh, island. Mm-hmm. Uh, not yet at least. Uh, but this year, so we have two speakers from the Yukon, including one that is so far north that I had to admit I didn't know that people could live that far north of the Yukon. I, so I, I learned something just because, he, you know, just speaking to him, I, I learned something. Uh, so it's, yeah. And we have another speaker from uh, White Horse. Uh, and then, yeah, so somebody like, like a chemist that I really love uh, is, 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 is like his pictures uh, on Instagram, on Twitter of uh, fluorescent um, solutions are just amazing. So Brian Wagner is a prof uh, of chemistry over there. And he, he posts on um, using the hashtag like fluorescence Friday. If you want to check that out on it, Honestly, so pretty. You don't have to be a chemist to just to, to be in love with that. It's wonderful, honestly. I am very biased, but still, it's it's very amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I reached out to him like, okay, so you probably have never heard of us, but I actually know you and I really like you. But I couldn't even like I was never given the opportunity to, opportunity to invite you because you're just too far. But now, please. There you go. <laughs> and he was like, what? Beer? Science? <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's cool. Do you think um, do you think this is going to change how kind of science works in the future? Just the fact that you're able to um, you know involve people so far north seems yeah. like it well, seems that like is this... a very good question, and I I kind of ask myself and I'm like, okay, just focus on doing this thing because you have three weeks to make that happen, so make Fair it enough, happen, yes. <laughs> and then we'll see. Uh, but yeah, like it's a it's a very good question, and I also I'm excited to see from where people are going to tune in as well. Uh, I wonder if people that usually don't have access to our events or even limited access to scientists and science in general, are they going to tune in next week? Um, and that's something that I would, that I'm looking forward to. I want to see, because I mean, I love people in Montreal and Toronto, you know, like it's a bit of, like, a lot of, bunch of my friends are living there in Vancouver. Like it's, we are all so far away, but we are all, within our community, we have access to a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it's also nice that for once we can have speakers, even if you're in Montreal and you have access to so many scientists, for once you have access to like others uh, as well. So that's nice. But also if people from like very small cities don't have access to our events usually, this time they can. Um, I'm not looking very, very often because it's getting too much, but uh, I've seen people from like very small places in Quebec uh, registering. So I'm very excited on also, yeah, like through Alberta and Ontario, like I've seen I've discovered new cities again, <laughs> uh, but it's nice. And I think that I would like that to be a sustainable thing, uh, but it hasn't happened yet. So I'll right. see and we'll see what it, what it evolves. Uh, and I think that we're also going to all be sick of being on Zoom the whole time, the whole year. Uh, but at the same time, it gives all the opportunities. So um so I'd like to, I think that it's something that we should definitely think about. And I really like to question because it's something that I've been wondering myself mm-hmm. as well. So it's, I'm on, 
I'm glad to see that I'm not the only one thinking about that. Yeah, uh, it almost sounds like how uh, conferences have sort of adapted. It seems like you could probably do something like that. And maybe the reason we haven't seen it yet is just that having the in-person events have seemed to work so well. You haven't really had to fix yeah. a problem. Actually, but, last year we had few uh, events that were on um, Facebook Live. Okay. At the same time, uh, like few, quite a few people actually uh, watched them, uh, but I think the quality was very bad. Right. Uh, like the image, the sound. Uh, yeah, and I think that at least this pandemic is giving us one thing: is the time and the tools uh, to rethink a lot. Uh, and this is why at first my friends were like, "What? You're gonna do something online? Like why? Or like it's gonna suck? Like Facebook Lives? I mean, it's cool, but at one point you don't want to be watching hours on Facebook Live on top of your Zoom all the week." And I'm like, "Yes, but like, what else are we gonna do?" You know, like we all do it at one point, like, you know, you watch TV or you watch computer, like what else are we doing? Or you, re you read a few books. Okay, sure. <laughs> uh, and also then what I showed them that you can do stuff online with tools that they didn't know yet. Uh, and then this one, like the, the platform that we're going to use is called Crowdcast. And there are so many nice features. And I think that when you're part of, like when you're in this Crowdcast environment, you feel like you belong somewhere. And it's not only on your Facebook live where you have, all the stuff opening around and you can be distracted on the sound, on image, blah, blah. So on Crowdcast, you have the chat that you can really interact. Uh, we have tools to speak, interact with the speakers very well. And also, I think you, you feel like you're part of something and you have like an atmosphere that surrounds you. Not as you're in bar, because you don't, you're not in a bar, mm -hmm. but it's not only a Facebook Live. There's something more that thing. That is why I think it's worth doing all those events online. Um, so now that we discovered all of those tools and we kind of master how to use them, I think it opens the door, like the room, to so many possibilities for next years and whatever, on simple conferences. I think people yeah. were like, oh, we cannot do something online, we just don't know how to do it, and like, how could we do that? And it's gonna suck. And now we actually spend time thinking about those stuff and we can make something better in the future. Whereas, yes, last year when people were like, oh, let's do something online, they didn't really know what to where to start, how to do it, and they thought it was not even worth it sometimes. Yeah, the yeah. motivation was just low, but now we've yeah. had to solve the problem for everybody, so might as well. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. That's exactly my point. I was like, now that we're in it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, this is going to be great. I'm, I'm sure it is. Uh, who are you, is there anyone in particular you're going to be tuning into? Is, do you have any immediate recommendations? <laughs> I know Fluorescence Friday is going to be a good one. So yeah, I was going to say, um, this one I am very keen. Yeah. Uh, but also, so, okay, she's a chemist, but it's not because she's a chemist that, I, that I'm really keen. It's because she wrote to me uh, saying, what are the rules? And I was like, well, you give a talk and you can do slides if you want. You cannot do, she's doing the kids one. You cannot okay. if you don't want to. Like, I mean, it's up to you if you, if you make it like a 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, and then my tools used to be having local speakers not happening anymore and then not doing fires in bars because the bars were not very okay with that now huh, i was like did you say fire I'm like, um, maybe like i don't know <laughs> and actually i'm not sure the details she didn't tell me i didn't ask her. i don't want to spoil myself but she's studying the chemistry of clouds and Ooh. she's gonna make clouds in her kitchen I, I don't know what it involves. I don't know what that means. But just because of that, I need to see that. I need to see a chemistry, a chemistry prof 
doing crowds on a chemistry in a kitchen on actual chemistry, not just cooking, because this is a way called cooking, the kitchen chemistry. But she's gonna make clouds with fire in her kitchen. And if Zurich is on fire on Wednesday 13th, I don't wanna blame anybody, but I may have an idea. But <laughs> you cannot blame me for that. <laughs> I am sold. This sounds great. <laughs> I hope it's oh, something yeah. that I can also do in my kitchen. Yeah, also, you're just gonna be very, very jealous. <laughs> So that's one of the ones, but that, that's so many of them. There is, they, they are, we have two talks, uh, um, like on, like, I feel like the theme is the sex education. So one is on sex, sexting, on one is on um, women's desire. And I think it's talks that I would have never think of having uh, when yeah. I was running the Montreal events. And so this isn't psychology, is it? Or... Is this like um, a brain chemistry type situations, like neuroscience so or? One of the prof uh, is from UBC and she's from the department of, uh, uh, what's the name? Oh, you, oh, oh, I don't know the English name. Uh, Ojibwe, no, Ojibwe. Ojibwe? Oh, no, oh. but oh, I, <laughs> oh man. I that's know. okay, we can link to it. We'll... But that's the, oh, like, so women studies but like not studies as like like women body studies what's the name oh obgyn yes you got it that's the one yes thank you so this is not neurosciences it's very like i mean i think it's definitely linked to it as well and i think this is something that uh she mentioned in her abstract uh but I think it's it's not only okay. that it's not it's not only addictions and like brain stuff. It's uh, right. we have talked about that as well. Body chemistries and probably hormone responses and stuff like that. I would uh, imagine. I'm just guessing. <laughs> um, so I think there is a part of that in our research as well. Uh, yeah. I mean, as like because anyways, it goes back to chemistry every single time, right? Well, there you go. <laughs> and uh, this is all you pick a fight with, like the quantum physics people. Yeah. <laughs> But for me, it's always So that's that's her background. She's so like from this uh, uh, field, but I think it's yeah, it definitely bounces with uh, no sciences at one point. Okay. Like, um, yeah. Um, so that's a few talks that I'm very intrigued by. Uh, on the person from doing the sexting uh, talks, like Eva Bloom, I am not sure what's her background exactly. Um, maybe a bit more psychology indeed okay I, honestly like i have so many names on so oh yeah many, <laughs> and i know all of them and i don't know them at the same time because it's like some of them i just send them a few emails and i never you know uh, I you haven't seen fight. them face I'm to like, face or i'm gonna invite them <laughs> but i don't know them from anywhere on they are not in my fields mm -hmm. uh, like i you know i'm a chemist i know chemist this is as easy as that <laughs> yeah Wow, yeah, that's a that's quite a range of uh, and yeah, those those talks sound like they were something that you wouldn't necessarily see at another science conference. This is uh, yeah, it seems like something to tune into. It seems like pretty pretty unique. Yeah, and I think it's also very fun that since I since I announced to the speakers who they're gonna be uh, matched with, so like who is gonna be like the co-presenter of the evening, mm -hmm. because they also don't know each other for most of them. On yeah. explaining, they're like, hey. <laughs> And like they work on the same on like unrelated things often mm -hmm. but they don't know each other and they're gonna 
be on the same stage, but from across the country and from across the world. And few of them, they were so cute. And like, they actually were like, oh, you matched with that person. I cannot believe it. Like, I admire that person so much. Or like, I'm going to be the person like speaking like right after or right before them. Like, why are you doing that to me? <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Ben had a, a story like that with uh, his astronaut friend. So uh, when Ben first started at McMaster in his undergrad, the very first year, uh, they had a guest speaker. And it was actually him. And he kind of convinced Ben to get really involved in science and, and particularly the, yeah. So it feels but, like it's coming full circle and he finally got to meet this guy face to face. Oh no, he's the one like explaining like hardcore physics to kids. And I, and I hope that one of the kids will be like, wow, you can do that. That is yeah. so cool. That's the dream. <laughs> to have and then somebody like, respond like generations. that. Three generations. <laughs> cool. Well, Thank you so much. Um, I will for sure link to all the, the stuff that people need uh, when I post this. Awesome. Uh, any, anything else that sh we forgot to mention? That it's free. Of? It's free, yes. But you do need to sign up. Yes, just because you need to access the links. That's yeah. all. But like, it's, uh, it's straightforward, I think. If you have any okay. issues, email me. But I, I haven't gotten that many emails. So I think it's pretty okay. Compared to usually, I'm getting less emails. But like, as many people are, sign are signing in. So I think right. that being online is actually less trouble than people expected, which is a good thing for, you know, future stuff. Yeah, I mean, we've been buying tickets online for years, so I think this is pretty natural. Yeah, but people were concerned when I suggested to move online at first. This is why. Like, I'm explaining so many stuff because I got so many concerns. On It's fine because it made me think of stuff to look for and to look at. Um, so that's cool. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to see that it's not too complicated. And it seems to be, to be going well until the Wi-Fi bail is going to bail on us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems like it's the only, the only thing that could cause a problem at this point. It seems like uh, you guys are well on your way. Yeah, I think that's the one thing I haven't checked on my list, you know. Make the Wi-Fi work, so like pray for like the God of, like Wi-Fi God or whatever. Like I haven't figured out yet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next year we'll have somebody who, uh, who has done the research and they can present on... <laughs> on who you're supposed to pray to for Wi-Fi. That is one talk I would really be looking forward to and I would not miss it. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, this was really fun. Oh, I, can't wait you, to, uh, I can't wait to tune in next week. Yeah, me too. I'm very excited now. Like, it's like, I cannot wait. It's like, I am so anxious because so many things can go wrong. They're like, okay, let's do it. We're going to have so much fun. I cannot wait. So thank you so much for inviting me to speak about it. It's always a pleasure to see you, Adam. Oh, yeah. You too. Okay. Maybe I'll let you go. Yeah. Okay. I have emails to send to, like, you know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Everything goes smoothly next week. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make sure that Wi-Fi is working. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks again. I'll, I'll let you know when I uh, get this all up and running and I'll, I'll link you to everything. And... Awesome. You know what to find me. I do. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much again. You're terrific. See, See ya. Bye.